Good morning. What's up, guys? This is Angel. I'm coming to you with another episode. Yep, it's quick. I know it's quick. But I felt like yesterday was just the one I dropped yesterday was just the introduction of saying, hello, this is me. This is what I'm going to talk about. So today we're going to actually drop an episode and uh, just kind of give you some more of my story. Um, that way you kind of see. Anyway. Yes, I bet you never guessed I am on my way to work. Always, always, at, well, I'm actually at work. Always at work, always on my way to work. So as these things pop in my head, I just kind of talk about it. But anyway, so I guess I want to talk about a little bit about, I was thinking about like some things in my past that kind of shaped who I am today and where I'm at today, um, which makes a difference in what I could have been in my potential. Um, I guess I think about when I was growing up, I was never really good at reading. It wasn't that I wasn't good at it. I just struggled with it because it was hard for me when I first learned how to read. And then I go back and think about a family member. And one thing that they said to me was, you know what? Y'all, I heard them say, well, Angel can't read. He's not a good reader. He can do math, but he can't read. And so when you hear things like that, you never think about how they stick with you through life. Um, So for me hearing that, I held from a very young age, I'm going to say seven, eight years old, that I could not read. But it wasn't the fact that I couldn't read because I can read just fine. It was the fact that I read slower than everyone else. So I'm not a fast reader. So I like to take my time and read and kind of understand what I'm reading. Well, just because I was heard and told that I was not a good reader, I was good at math and find somebody else to do my reading for me. I held on to that my whole life that I couldn't read. And it's probably a lot of jobs that I could have had that were really good jobs that involved me reading. But because I believed in my mind, because I was told that I couldn't read, I never got those jobs but and just to say that and to think about that you think about life right and how life is so you read every day we read we read subtitles on tvs we read job applications we read all these different things but in my mind i believed i couldn't read but i knew i could read it just it was just i was told that and it stuck with me um and i know that may not make sense but it makes sense It, it it so think about maybe something in life you've been told that you can't do um like sing. Somebody ever tell you you can't sing, but you know you can sing? And so because of that, you don't sing. You don't strengthen your vocal cords. You sing less. You don't do what you enjoy doing, even though you love to do it. You may do it when someone's not around or in the privacy of your own, but you can sing, and you know that you can sing. So things like that in life kind of shape you, and that's kind of what I mean by domestication. <clears throat> so I think about growing up, being in a household where you had to go to church. We went to church. Wednesday night, choir rehearsal, Sunday morning, about, or Sunday school, Sunday afternoon for Sunday for the main service. And growing up, we were in church for hours. And I don't mean like we go to church to pastor preach for hours. You go to church, at, you get up at seven, 5 o'clock in the morning, you eat breakfast, you go to church. You have Sunday school about seven thirty eight. After you get out of Sunday school at nine thirty, ten o'clock, then you go, then you get ready for the main service, which starts at 11. 
and I don't know about y'all, but most of the church services we went to, you were in church till one thirty, two o'clock. Just Sunday, and then Wednesday night Bible study, and then you had um, revival week. I felt like so that that was another part of my life that I changed because I felt like we were always in church, always there. It was something that we you had to do. You was always told if you want to go to heaven, if you want to do this, you have to go to church. You have to do this. Well, throughout life of my teachings, I realized that that's not right. It's not correct. So I'm like doing, going back, doing research and realizing that we are spiritual beings or energy beings. So we are connected through earth, through nature, with our energy made a huge difference when I grew up. Um, here just recently, I really started deep diving in it and trying to figure out why were we so domesticated with that? Well, because that is, I realized that church gives people hope. It gives them faith. It gives a lot of people something to grasp onto, but not realizing that what we need, the hope and the grasp that we need is all inside of us. And that was something that took me a long time to realize because I felt like because I didn't go to church, I wasn't doing right or I wasn't going to go to heaven or because I didn't go to church, I wasn't going to be able to have like the right family. But I realized that by connecting through nature, my energy is what connects me to the higher being or to God, as I like to speak, because God is, is the creator of, of everything in my eyes. And that is the creator of energy. And that's where we that's where we manifest and that's where we thrive at is, with, is connecting our energy with nature. And that's something that, you know, has been that took me a long time to break that domestication of. I have to go to church. I have to worship this God. I have to do this. And that was probably one of the hardest domestications to break because it had was instilled in me. You think about it, you, church and all that's instilled in you from the time you're a kid till you're old enough to get out the house and say, you know what? Let me think about something else. <coughs> Excuse me. The world is love, energy, and light, right? That's how we operate with love, energy, and light. If we show unconditional love to ourselves, then that reflects on the outside to other people. And that's something that's, that costs you nothing. It's free to show unconditional love. It's free to love. Um, and growing up, that's something I shared a lot of was love. But I felt like every time I loved, I got hurt. So if I, because I love you, it left room for someone to abuse or hurt me. Um, and that was probably one of the hardest battles in life that I battled was showing unconditional love. I can remember growing up smiling. I smiled and I would smile so big, <clears throat> but I never had the nicest teeth. My teeth were not straight. They were not, they were crooked. So I can remember when I was small uh, being talked about, look at those teeth or your teeth are crisscrossed and they're on top of each other, you know, so that changed my smile. So I decided, you know what, I'm just not going to smile and show my teeth. So I go back and look at younger pictures of me. And a lot of those pictures, I when I smile, I never show my teeth because I felt embarrassed and I felt hurt. And to this day, sometimes I don't even show my teeth when I smile. And that was another pain point for me because I felt like, People would say, oh, she, she's so pretty until she smiles. So I felt like, why do I need to smile? And I think that's what started to shape me and realizing that um, those words hurt me. So to hear those and to be hurt by those, 
kind of changed my my started changing who I was and my who what I believed and my domestication. And we don't realize that stuff like that we reflect it on the other. So when people find the imperfection in you, and they reflect it onto you, because then you find imperfections in other people and you reflect that onto them because that's how we were taught. That's a domestication. And those are agreements that we should break or we should not hold on to, but we have as humans and it sucks. Um, I can remember thinking like, I'll hear the story just yesterday. I saw there was a homeless guy. I'm at work. There's a homeless guy and I knew he was homeless and I'm with someone else and the guy had to go to the bathroom. Well, nowadays, if you're homeless, most stores won't let you in. Most restaurants won't let you in. They're not going to let you in to use the bathroom. Um, small act of kindness. Just let them come in. They won't. They'll, they won't. They just will refuse your service. And so the guy had to go to the bathroom. Well, what I noticed is that he went between a house and a business. Well, the person that I was with said, that's crazy. Why would you go to the bathroom now? But then the only thing I would respond to was he's homeless. And my thought was, where do you expect him to go to the bathroom at? Or what do you expect him to do? He's homeless. Right now he has no house. He has nothing. And we don't know his circumstances or why he's homeless. But a small act of kindness would go a long way. And do you need some water? Is there something you need? And that's something that I work on. So when I think about God, they say you have to tied 10% to the church. That's something I don't believe in. I believe that we tie through our actions every day, through our energies. So if I'm walking or going somewhere and I see a homeless person and it's hot outside, the first thing I do is go inside and buy them water. Water and food. Here's some water, here's some food that I know will last. That way, I know today you got a meal and I know that you have water to drink so that you can stay hydrated. And um, But that's small gestures of kindness that we can do every day to change some domestications about us, those negative ways, those talking about people, those judging someone else because they don't look like us. And I felt like that was always me my whole life. I was judged by how I looked versus by who I was. A lot of people don't even take the time to get to know me because they judge me before they know me. And that was something I had to grow up with in life. And that came from my family and my friends. Um, And it was never... It was it was instilled in me. So that that again, that became my domestication. Like, oh, let me look at this person. I don't like the shoes they got on. Well, I don't want to be friends with them. And to this day, people still do this. We judge a book by its cover before we know what's inside the pages, and before we know what the story is. And I think that's that's where I'm at today. It's just. I think we should all get to know our own personal stories because when we know who we are on the inside, it doesn't matter what anybody else looks like. It doesn't matter what they wear, what they don't wear, what they got on, what they don't got on, because you know who you are. And by you knowing who you are allows you to make, allows you to connect with other people because we're all connected. We're all connected through this thing we call energy and we'll always be connected. But until we realize that we keep this divide between us that just never really made sense to me um but anyway that's enough on that rant so back to the stories so just something else growing up too um i came from a i came from a mom who was broken uh man i'm gonna say she's broken i don't know if any of you have come from someone who's broken or who has hurt um but i come from a mom who sure has so much pain 
And the only way she knows how to deal with that pain is through drug use. It's not her fault, but it's it's a it's just the thought of having the thought of having to deal with a pain. And I think we all deal with our pain in different ways, right? So my mom may choose to deal with hers through drug use. I chose to deal with mine through working excessive hours, drinking a lot. And that's how I dealt with my pain because it was the only way I knew to deal with it until I started dealing with myself. And so growing up, I held that resentment to my mom because I did not understand, you know, like why is she not here? Why is she on drugs? Why do these drugs have a hold of her? Why was I born, you know, addicted to this drug? Why does she use drugs with me? But you know what? I'm blessed. And I say blessed because I don't have any side effects from being born addicted to a drug. I, I'm able to think. I'm able to walk. I don't have any addictions. So I'm blessed. Yes, I may have been born with a stipulation over my head or or what's the word I'm using? Or a condition. We'll say a condition. I was already born with a negative with this. This She's a statistic. This is where they're going to be. They're not going to be anything. They're going to be over here on drugs. You know, so to come up out of that is, is amazing in itself. You know what I mean? To be healthy, to have a job, to be able to fight for a house, to be able to work, and to be able to move through life without anything holding me back or keeping me down is amazing in itself. And all I can do is thank the universe for that because because their energy and who I am, I'm able to see that this is not where I want to be. And it took me a long time to realize that because I held, because I held that resentment against my mom for being on drugs and my mom since day is on drugs. And because I held that resentment and that anger towards her for so long, it held me back from loving her. And my mama has never asked for anything other than love. And when you love someone, that love pours out into them. You don't have to give them anything. You just have to love them. And I never realized that I wasn't loving her because I was so angry at her for being on drugs. And that pain that I held and that resentment that I held, held me back in a lot of cases. And because over the time, that energy started to manifest in me. It started to become, I started to become bitter. I started to become angry. And, but I didn't have a bad life. I had a stepfather who gave us anything we wanted. I played sports. I had a nice house. I had a car. So I didn't lack for anything. What I lacked from was love from her. But it wasn't her love that I needed. I needed to love myself so that I could love her, so that she could love herself. And that she could give me that love back. And I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but if it does, then you know what I mean. We don't it's not about what we give someone who's addicted or on it's about the love that we can give them. And that love is sometimes is all they need. And two, when you think about addiction, we all have addictions. We're all addicted to somebody. Somebody you might be if you come home and you have to binge watch your favorite show, that's an addiction. Because you don't do anything. You sit down and you binge watch TV. This is what I have to do. I have to turn on Netflix. I got to do this. You, that's a that's an addiction. Cigarettes, an addiction. Weed, an addiction. Porn, an addiction. We all have addictions. But you can't always see everybody else's addictions. You can see the drug addict's addictions. You can see the alcoholic's addictions. But we can't see our own addictions. And that's something else that I learned, too, that... It's, but to me, addiction is all in agreement. I feel like we all live in a world that's a big... Our world is a is a movie, right? We are... And Don Ruiz Miguel said this in his book, and it was like an aha moment for me. 
our life is like a movie. We're the director of our life. At any point, we can change how we feel and what we do. We just have to know that it comes from within. Um, and let me tell you something. I talk about like all these different pain points, and I haven't even began to even hit the surface. This is just, I'm just giving you a little bit more of who I am. Um, one thing that has really helped me, and a lot of people say meditate, do this. I just to go outside, and I can just walk outside and smell the fresh air, and that makes a big difference in me and helps to clear my mind. And I think a lot of this was clearing my mind. My mind has always felt like a puzzle. Like I have all these puzzle pieces and I feel like every day I'm trying to put the pieces where they go up until recently. And I realized, you know what? I don't have to put the pieces where they go. I can take the puzzle out, right? And then I could just work on one little thing at a time. So that one piece of the puzzle is a big puzzle that I'm working out. So it's like I had a thousand puzzles in my head but now I've taken, I've dumped them all out and now I got one puzzle. Okay, now I've put this puzzle completely together and I can see, you know, why or how this affected me. Okay, now let's move on to something else. And that just, that's just for me going outside, walking in nature, smelling fresh air, working on my breathing and being who I am. And that was important to me is discovering who you are. And when you align yourself with nature, which is the biggest energy field, energy force around when you align yourself with nature. It's amazing how clear your mind becomes and how much knowledge you get and understanding and everything that you believe or you see you want that's inside of you, it reveals itself and it shows you how to get there and where to get it. You know, I debated on putting out my story and it seems like everywhere I went, I got a sign, tell your story, tell your story. So I, I, re- I wrote a book. I sat down and I wrote a book. I was like, okay, what do I do with this now? Okay, I've written the book. So I said it to the side. It's like, I'm done writing it. Now what's next? I was like, you know what? Let me do a podcast. Let me just sit down and talk to people. Let me do a podcast. Let me just sit down and just talk to people. It doesn't have to be perfect. It does not have to be your traditional podcast. I'm not going to have no fancy cover or nothing. I'm just going to tell you my story. And what I realized is that if it's meant to be, someone will hear you. Someone will get some information from it. So what I ask for you today, if you got anything from this, or if you get anything from what I'm saying or my, me sharing my experience, experience, just comment below. Just let me know how I helped you or how it could help you because I'm not here to, I'm not a healer. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you how to heal your traumas. I'm just here to tell you how I heal my traumas and how I went through everything. And that's, that's all I can do. Um, that's all the information that I can give because that's how I did it. But you have to figure out how you're going to do it. But you could, you might take something from it. Okay, let me go outside in nature. I, you know, what's crazy is that I absolutely love being outside. People don't realize how going outside and walking in nature, how empowering it is, how much life it gives you. Um, as a kid, I stayed outside. And maybe that's why nothing ever bothered me, because I didn't want to be in the house. I didn't want to watch TV. I wanted to go outside. Uh-oh. So I would go outside and play. I would just sit in the dirt sometimes. I would just go outside and enjoy life. But none of this stuff ever bothered me. It never really bothered me until I got older. Until you get, what's the word? Until you become, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We become, um, Oh, it's a word I'm looking for. I can't think of it right now. 
uh, we become basically, I'm going to say colonized. They colonize you. They, they, you. You're taught what they want you to believe and what they want you to know. It's not who you are. See, when we're born, we're already born with, you, you, when you're born, you're born pure. You're born innocent. You're born with the free will to be and do and be anybody you want. But as we get older, we're shaped, we're molded, we're giving a path that's not our path. And that path that we're given, sometimes it works for us and sometimes it don't. A lot of times it don't even work and we're sitting stuck trying to figure out why am I here? Why am I doing this? I'm not happy doing this. I don't want to be doing this. This is not what I enjoy doing. Okay, yeah, I'm good at it, but I don't love doing it. And I think that was me. So I think I was... And I think that's everybody, and that's how I felt growing up. I was almost so a backstory. So I tried to look. I tried to do a little bit of everything with my life. I went to the military. I served in the army. So I'm a retired army vet. I played ball in college. I went to college. I worked low. I worked retail. I've done. I've done any, and I got. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a certified personal trainer, nutritionist. I've done it all. It's not much that I have not done, but nothing ever completely feel the void that I was feeling within my heart and I could not figure out why. And the reason why is because that's not my story. Everything I went through was just giving me more insight. It was just helping me see people. People would pass through my path that I would meet. Some I would get to know and some I wouldn't. Some I would talk to, some I wouldn't. It was just showing me that there are different things in life, but this is not your path. I'm going to let you try this. This is not where you go to want to go. The universe gives us, we have a destination. We have a place we're supposed to be in and something we're supposed to do. We have to tap into ourselves to figure that out. And I know you hear a lot of times about people talking about the chakras. Well, I, w- I would say the chakras are absolutely real. It's crazy because when I would hear about it growing up, I'd be like, oh, that's witchcraft. That's this. That's not witchcraft. Our body is made of energy. We are energy. The world is energy. You think about how the sun and the moon connect. The moon and sun are an energetic field, right? So without the sun, I mean, the sun and earth, excuse me, the moon and earth, without the moon, where were, there would be no earth. So that energy that the moon and earth has is absolutely amazing. Um, and But we're the same thing. We're, we're energy. So our body, inside our body are seven major energy points. Like you start at your root chakra. That's where you're grounded. That's where you feel like, okay, that's your fight or survive. You're grounded there. So when we're growing up as a kid, we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to survive. We don't have to fight. We just have to live. So you're always grounded, right? So as a kid, I was always grounded. So anything that was said or done to me, never it, it doesn't phase you, but you hold on to it. Because as kids, we remember everything. And those little things that happen in life carry up to bigger parts. So you have this sacral chakra, which is right as it's, it's in... It's, if you're a woman, it's kind of in your uterus. If you're a man, it's in that area. But basically, that's your creative chakra. It gives you your creativity, your drive, you know, things like that. So that's where we get our creativity from. That's where we figure out, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. This is where I want to be. This is where I don't want to be. That's where you tap into really who you are. Next, you have your solar plexus chakra, which is in your midsection. That's your fire, which is that is that is your burn. That is your I have to go do this. This is what I want to do. That is where you say, you know what? This is what I want to do. This is me. This is what I love doing. You wake up every day and you're happy. You love doing what you do. That's your solar plexus chakra. Next, you have your heart chakra, and that's where your love is, your unconditional love, and it connects all of your chakras because of your unconditional love. Next, you have your throat chakra, which is right in your throat. 
that's where you get your speech. You can have, and that's where you learn to develop speech, how you talk to people, you talk with your truth, you tell your truth. And that is in a very important chakra. And that's something I held on to. I never told my truth. My truth was never for anybody else to hear. I felt like my truth was only my truth and nobody would understand. And why should I tell it? You know, so next you have your third eye chakra or your penal gland, which I heard and I seen someone say that people born before time, before Christ, they would have an eye in the back of their head, which was their penal gland. Well, because people didn't use it, it got closed off and became a gland. But your third eye is located right in the middle of your forehead. That's your intuitive. That's your gut feeling. That connects with your solar plexus, kind of your gut. So if you're going somewhere and you're like, I don't think I should go somewhere, you got that gut feeling like I shouldn't go, listen to it because that's your inner self. That's your inner wisdom. That's telling you, you know what, this is not where you need to be. Don't go here. Just take your time. And I listen to my gut all the time. I'll be honest with you. Without, like My gut told me to start this podcast. Some said start a podcast. I was like, no, start a podcast. I was like, no, start a podcast. I was like, you know what, I'm going to start a podcast. Even if one person hears it, you've connected to a million. That's how I feel about that. Um, and last is your crown chakra. Your crown chakra connects you to the higher self. You're the divine entity, God. And I feel like, for me, I feel like our crown chakra, once we get there, you connect to your ancestors. Your ancestors connect you to the higher being, God, the divine entity, whatever you want to use. And that's what I feel like your crown chakra does. And that's where we want to be in life. And if you think about all these seven energy points, if they're, they rotate like the earth, just like the earth, the same way the earth rotates, the same way they rotate. So if you can align all these and really tap into you and love you and love who you are, because all of it's connected to your heart chakra, your heart chakra connects everything. Then imagine the love you could spread to everybody and anybody. Um, but anyway, so that's just a little backstory of me. Um, and where I'm at, I am definitely on a spiritual journey. I am healing. I will give you more stories. I will give you more about my path and more about my healing, how I got to where I was, how I got to where I wasn't. And we'll just go from there. Um, thanks for listening. If you got any questions or if I said one thing in here that kind of helped you, drop me a comment below and let me know. Again, this is not your traditional podcast. This is me. I could be driving. I could be working in the garden. I could be sitting at home. If, something, if I have something to say, I'll just get on here and drop it. And basically, this is going to end up being the book of my life. I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. But I will say this is episode number two. And I know I dropped it back to back, but I wanted to give you a second episode. Hopefully, I'm going to start dropping them once a week. Does not mean I'm not going to record. I'm going to record whenever I feel like recording. But the episodes will be dropped once a week. Um, so stay tuned for them. Thanks for listening. If you got any questions, drop, it in the, drop me a comment in the comment below. Um, let me know. Um, Hope you guys have a great day. I'm out.